Look a talk. A brand new episode starts right now, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of the Liquor Talk Podcast. I'm your man, Victor, and we in the fourth quarter of the Liquor Talk season. We are bringing it home. It's been a long, long season. We're in the final stages of Liquor Talk season four as we know it. And we got a re- we got a returning guest with us today. This brother, you heard this brother on season two talking about the diary of a mad black man then we had him on season three talking about the black podcast club your boys coming back real soon by the way and now he's podcasting out of the atl coming back for season on season four talking about his new podcast the Paduce podcast it's <laughs> papa geo it's the pop father it's my dog blake what's going on man long time no see my brother yeah what up man what's good big what's happening Happy to be here. Happy to be a part of your show. I tried to do my little sound effects. I think I might have fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> he had the sound effects going. He, he Did you hear the little, the little giggle laugh? I heard that giggle laugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to hit my air horns, but I was on the wrong one. So let me do the end. All yeah, right, I, tried to hit it. I tried to, but you know. <laughs> there it's all it good. is. There it is. All right, man, bro. What the hell, man? How the hell you go from... <laughs> How the hell you go from Diary of a Mad Black Man to we doing this thing for the Black Podcast Club to this this OnlyFans shit you got going on? <laughs> Please let us jump right into it, dog. We- Yo, <laughs> man, listen. The past couple years of my life have been uh, one hell of a journey um, with just healing, and really healing has made me really get in tune with myself. It really has required me to stop and look at myself in the mirror and discover who that person truly is, like deep down inside. Now, um, since we diving right in, like I'm much more than just the OnlyFans content creator, um, which is one of the reasons why I came up with the Podesty podcast, because I mean, like yourself, I like to have conversations about sex. You know, we grown as fuck now, you know, especially after the pandemic, there's so many things that people are talking about like online and in the Twitter spaces on clubhouse. So many different conversations have been um, elevated now. And I felt it was time to really kind of step out there and do some new shit. So um, I'm not sure how the, which direction you want me to go in. Cause it's the only fans is you know, I also got just for fans. And then I got the podcast and I got diary. Man, I mean, like, we, man. we can start, we can start with the only fans and we can work our way to your podcast and stuff because okay. niggas on OnlyFans is rare nowadays. I mean, my big ass probably can't get no love on only fans, but you never know, you know, mm, listen, look, that's, that's probably a conversation for another day. But um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like only fans is a platform really for anybody um i really decided to start doing it um in november of last year november 2021 even though i had been on twitter and i had had the account for a little while um i reached i eventually just reached a point in life where i was like fuck it um not only did i need the money not only was i looking for another stream of income um outside of just you know one source of having one source of income um i found myself in a position to be able to do it too like i knew content creators i'm in atlanta like and so i started doing it and it's been a financial blessing is one you know i've been able to make some good money been able to really stabilize myself in life in that regard um shit and it's fun too like (laughs) i've been able to travel like i've been to chicago i've been to charlotte i've been to texas like 
I met so many different dope ass people and people that live outside of the normal nine to five traditional lifestyle of life. You know what I'm saying? I kind of look at life now as like there's different systems in the world that operate um, together within the world. Some of them conflict, some of them work together. Um, but I feel like in this private realm of independent content creation, again, outside of just doing the OnlyFans content, just being a content creator, period, nowadays is a new lane that's allowed a lot of people to live a different type of lifestyle. And that's ultimately what I'm doing, too. Um, and it did evolve from podcasting because I guess the connection I could give you is when I started Diving Mad Black Man, I was super depressed. I was suicidal. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really want to live no more. And through that healing journey, I began to love myself and become comfortable with myself. And it got to the point that, shit, I started making money doing this. And eventually, I knew that the two worlds were going to collide anyway. So that's why I said, fuck it. I'm going to just do the podcast as well. And That's yeah, real. Yeah. So how are you able to balance two podcasts? Because some days I'm like, man, fuck this one. You got two over here. How do you find balance in your creation with both of them? Well, with the Podisti podcast, I tackled this one very different because um, I had already been, well, let me back up. I've been doing Diary of Mad Black Man since October 2019. So when I started that podcast, that was like a learning experience for the entire duration of that show. Um, it's still going, um, although season seven is going to be the last season. I got some more episodes. I'm having like 10 to 15 more episodes that have come out for season seven. But everything I did through Diver Mad Black Man was like a learned experience. Now, with the Podisti podcast, as far as a production standpoint, um, I'm starting fresh, but fresh with a lot of knowledge about podcasting, about the industry about how to build a platform, about which platforms you want to be on, how to market your show, different things like that. So I saw it as an opportunity to really capitalize on my own skill set of being a podcaster and being being willing to talk about what the fuck ever and be able to continue in the podcasting game because a lot of Diary of a Mad Black Man is a lot of trauma, a lot of healing. And that's not to say that I'm done healing. I'm going to stop because I know that that's going to be a lifelong process of going to therapy and working on myself and practicing self-care and adjusting to, you know, the rigors of life. But I saw an opportunity to capitalize and build a platform to where I can still talk about things about mental health. And I can also talk about sex. I can talk about sexual health. I can talk about my OnlyFans shit. And like, now look, I'm back on your show talking about other shit, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I have a book and things that will be coming out. So it's a lot of different things that um, I'm getting into just as being a creative. And the Podisti podcast is just the next step of me elevating in life and just becoming more, I guess I could say transparent. I don't know if that's the best way to put it. Being more real, getting to the bag, like all that shit. It's all of that and some. So hey, you are literally goals, bro. I definitely agree with you. And I'm happy for your healing process. And I'm even happy you even came on Look at Talk during your healing process as well. Cause that that shit ain't easy to come on somebody else's platform while you in the middle of your healing stage and you talking mm-hmm. about your healing stage and stuff. You you just said a whole lot right there. That's some real shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate I, that too. Nah, nah. I, cheers to that, man. Because that's that's definitely some cheers real shit. Up. And also, 
So, uh, also, black men need to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because society has us all fucked up thinking that we got to hold everything in because we a man and we're supposed to be tough and it's weak to, you know, express ourselves. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's not. And, and you want to know something, too? Um, that's something that I've been learning, too, about the art of just self-expression. Like, even, like, through OnlyFans, like, a lot of people look at it as, oh, um, you just fucking on camera or you just, you know, some people like be like, oh, you just sucking dick on camera, da 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 because, I mean, obviously... You know, I mean, that is, like, the main thing that people see from OnlyFans. But, like, it's helped me to understand the art of, like, the artistic standpoint of a lens of the body. And if you you look at historically through art and photography and film and what that is, the body was the first thing that was put, like, on a pedestal and that was, like, showcased and that was, like, developed and became art. And so from an artistic standpoint as well, it's helped me to understand um the body betters help me to love myself more and just really get into it from a truly a creative standpoint versus just what most of the people in society may think of as far as just only fans creation and shit like that because i'm not only posting sexual content on my only fans especially now um and it's dope that i've been able to build an audience that enjoys me doing other things like traveling i had a travel vlog and stuff like that so um it, it's just been a dope experience to allow myself the freedom to express myself online you know a lot of times we are afraid just in this generation and period to be ourselves on the internet and it's like i don't think it gets more real than fucking on the internet like i don't know how much <laughs> how much more transparent you can be outside of that and for me personally like having at one point in time talked about being suicidal at one point in time truly been suicidal like that is so much more real to me than where I am now. But, well, I don't, I don't want to say like it's less. I don't want to say, I'm, let me take that back. Not like much more real. But I just feel like if I could be honest with people about how I've struggled with mental health challenges, like, I don't care about you seeing me fucking because now that people see me fucking, they, I'm getting paid from that too. So I didn't necessarily make as much money off the mental health podcast as I have with the OnlyFans and like, I just know everything I'm doing with this, too, is just going to elevate my lifestyle even more. So it's like, it's going to elevate my healing more. And that's why I made the comment, and I always live by these words, which is that healing is a lifelong process. And I tell people all the time that I'm going to forever be a mental health advocate. Uh, I talk about therapy um, all, and all types of shit on the podcast. Like, these other content creators I've interviewed, we've all gone through traumatic-ass shit. A lot of us have been through suicidal attempts and stuff like that, and we talk about um as well as how we've healed from that and still been able to secure a bag of only fans so that's it's really, lit that's, it's lit bro it's just that, it's just lit that's lit i know i normally say this at the end but i got a question what the hell is my invite coming shit dog because you know i can talk about this real shit dog listen bro like i'm telling you like i so i dropped so the Padissi podcast launched june 7th June last Tuesday. I only got like a couple episodes out right now. Um, but you know how I do. I, I got like 20 episodes in the bank. I got like 20 weeks worth of content ready, already ready to be rolled out, which I just need to actually put it all, upload it all, and just fucking put it out there. But um, it's already rolling out. It's already out there. It's already available. You already know, like, I'm coming back with the Black Podcast Club, too. I got some other shit in the works. I'm eventually, I would say probably for a couple months out of this year, I'm going to be running on three podcasts. Damn. I'm going to just say that right now. So I'm in the works of collaborating with two other creators um, to bring, well, not to bring, well, to bring back and to kind of start a new podcast at the same time. So 
We're going to see where that goes. And it's, I think I think it's going to go real far, too. Listen, I'm I'm here for you already. No, I'm here for it. You Like I said, I'm up 3-0 on guest appearances on you. So that's why I'm sitting here saying, like, hey, if you down, you know what I'm saying, we need to go ahead and make this shit happen. Absolutely. You, know you already know. You already know what it is. You know the yeah, because th- that is some beast shit right there to talk about having three podcasts already lined up, ready to go and stuff. And that that's some beast shit right there, you know. And, and I, I was going to say, last, that's another thing, too. A lot of people don't understand the kind of work ethic and the kind of work that you have to, well, the kind of work that's required to do the type of content that I create, which is like, I mean, specifically like with OnlyFans, but... I mean, you know, like producing one podcast is enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm running a Twitter page with over 41,000 people on it. I got an OnlyFans page with over 100 plus subscribers. Like, this shit takes work. It takes effort. You know, it takes energy. It takes time. It takes management. It takes a lot of shit. So, that's another reason why I decided to go ahead and kind of step out there and start talking more about it because this is. Damn near like a full-time job. It is more like a full-time job. It is, bro. I, I know how it feels. I'm a one-man wrecking crew over here with liquor talk. So I already know it's like I'm a one-man wrecking crew. It's like everything you see, I'm putting together. So it's like, and I'm a I'm gonna have a state of liquor talk address after the season finale. I'm gonna tell people straight up, like, look, you wanna be a part of this shit? Come on, because hey, we're gonna expand this shit, dog. Cause I, I know how it feels being a creative, doing everything yourself and booking guests and stuff this shit is definitely a full-time job that you know that if you stay with it that you'll see the fruits of your labor come to pass because it's like i've definitely had those thoughts man the hell with this shit but you just keep going because that passion comes back you know as soon as you about to say fuck it then the passion something to talk about pops up on the damn time i'm like damn gotta talk about this gotta have no new people on and stuff and i'm like shit and then i'm checking out other podcasts as well so it's a definite grind, and you, you're on the money about that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. Go ahead and pour it up if you haven't done so already. It might be raining here in Florida, but goddammit, we giving y'all podcast right now, even in the rain, you know what I'm saying? So we doing this shit. <laughs> yes, right on time with those cues, though. So talk to me about the Podesty Podcast. How did it all come together like and what made you say, Let, let's just go ahead and do this shit? So, <clears throat> so I started doing, um, I guess I started doing OnlyFans, um, really pushing it as like, I'll say I accepted the title as a content creator on OnlyFans in November of last year. And so as I started doing it, at first I didn't show my face. It was very much like some secret exclusive type shit because uh, there's so many people out here that do OnlyFans and don't show their face, don't, they're like anonymous, like nobody knows who they are type shit, and that's how I started. But because I had hid who I was, for well, not necessarily hid who I was, but because I didn't know who I was, and as I began to develop and discover who I truly was, I kind of hid it for a little while. I was never really transparent. I've never been this out there, like, flamboyant. Like, I'm gay, I'm queer, I'm bi, I'm this. You know what I'm saying? I've gone through all those identities type shit. You know what I'm saying? I've reached a point where it was like, I really don't give a fuck about what nobody on the face of this earth has to say about me. You know what I'm saying? And this has been one hell of a fucking process to get to this point, to build this platform, to get to this level, to have made this amount of money. And I know that this is going to be some shit that people want to listen to. 
So um, I would probably say like around February, January, February, I came with the idea to start a podcast. Um, I started showing off my face to my OnlyFans in February of this year specifically. And then after that, I was like, yeah, I got a podcast about this shit at this point because <laughs> y'all done seen the kid do all this nasty ass shit on OnlyFans and on Twitter and shit. What the fuck I got to care about what somebody got to do to or what somebody's going to think about listening to it. You know what I'm saying? And then I was also like, it's probably going to even expand and grow my platform because more people are going to tune in because it's a podcast. A lot of people listen to sex podcasts. And then I also really realized that in the category of sex podcasts, there's not a lot of black queer men that are kind of leading conversations um, about sex, about sex positivity, about sexual health, and the variety of sexual topics that I'm going to curate on the Padissi podcast. There's nobody, there's no other black queer men out there that are doing it by themselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, if there are, I don't know them yet. Um, but if you look at like, on Apple Podcasts or iHeart Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen to, you can look up sex podcast. You're gonna see that. Excuse me, it's a mostly um women dominate the space as far as curating those podcasts as being the host of those podcasts. Um, and there's not a lot of men period that do it. So that's why I'm like, shit. It's just a way for me to expand my brand, um, secure a different bag, um. And shit, why, why the fuck not? You know what I'm saying? Like, I really see myself as a creative. So that's how the Padissi podcast came into play. Um, I've been recording different episodes um, with different content creators and stuff um, over the past couple months. Um, I got a series called The Content Creator Diaries, which is specifically me interviewing other content creators, porn stars, people that work in the sex industry. Um, getting to know them, uh, their background, their childhoods, asking them all types of shit. So it's been dope. And it's been a huge learning experience for me, too. Um, and even, like I said, up until this point of dropping the podcast, it's kind of been this, like, mystery of, like, what it's going to be, what it's going to do. And now that it's actually launched. I got already dedicated listeners. You know, I got created this gang culture like mentality, which is the Padissi gang. You know, these are people that follow the podcast, that listen to the show and all that stuff. So it's helped me to tap into a new level of creativity, um, a new level of engagement for the audience of the podcast. So it was so much more than just me um, on the podcast talking about freak nasty shit and, you know, all the shit that I talk about on the podcast, talking to porn stars. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole new platform a whole new way to engage a whole new way to build business um because you know any business has to have a platform has to have an audience as well so it's just a way to curate that and build that and bang with that too because there's a lot of people that fuck with it already and it's only going to get bigger and better so i'm just ready to get to the bag man that's really what this is all about that's the way especially at this point in life like um which is one of the reasons why i specifically switched to podcasting because well for this podcast because Diver Mad Black Man was more of a passion. I felt like it was more of a humanitarian type thing versus with the Padissi podcast. It's like, all right, let's get this podcast back for real because we know what the people want to listen to. Everybody knows sex sales and I'm with the shits and I want the bag. So that's why I'm here. I feel you on that. And listen, I definitely agree with sex sales. And also, I never realized talking about sex so much can be so much fun because I'm pretty sure you done seen the episodes where I done had mm -hmm. the sex positive podcasters on, yeah. the ones talking about the swinging parties and stuff. Yeah. I had a sex therapist on. Man, that shit was fun. Yeah. And enlightening. I didn't realize that. I'm like, God damn. 
I need yeah. to do shit more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have too. Like, like I said, like it's just been. I think I, I'll say it like this. I also used to be a teacher, so to be doing like sex work and talking about sex and doing this shit is like very. Um, it's like a shit. It's not a three sixty. It's a one eighty. It's like a complete opposite direction of where my life was going at one point. But I realized that this is a very lucrative lane to be in. But like you said, it's fun, bro. Like it's it's just really fun just to be yourself, to have conversations, to and and do all the shit. I mean, I don't know how much into the shit that I do that you want to get into for the Liquor Talk podcast. But uh, hey, on that note, hey, I'm gonna just say that it's just hey, it's just a shit. good. Hey, we could get into it, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have some wild people talking about some of the wildest things they've done and stuff. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm with the shits, you know? Mm-hmm. Actually, let's talk about this sex party you talked about on your last episode, on episode <laughs> two. <laughs> like, tell the people what they ain't never been to one of these things. What is it like for Yo. somebody who ain't never been to one of these damn things? Not you listen to my episode, you know what the fuck I was talking about on the podcast already. Yo, okay, so um, so yeah, so sex parties, like I got into that in like 2017, right? Right 2016, 2017, around the time I moved first moved to Atlanta. Um, going to a sex party is like going to a club. But you fucking <laughs> like there's really no other way to say it. Like, um, at least the ones that the ones that I go to. Um, think of it like if you in the club, like think of like if you're in a club or whatever, you know how like if you're in a club, like just envision yourself in there. Like there's some people like just standing around, there's some people at the bar, there's some people on the dance floor, like dancing and shit. That's what a sex party is like. The only difference is the, the the motherfuckers at the bar are naked, the motherfuckers over here just talking shit are naked, the motherfuckers on the dance floor. They're not dancing. They're fucking. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just a good ass time. Like I've grown to enjoy it. I've become comfortable with my sexuality and my lifestyle to the point that I like doing that type of shit. And here in Atlanta, <laughs> it's always a sex party going on somewhere. Somebody's doing something. So um, yeah. it'd be Man, lit, you, bro. Make, you make Atlanta sound like it's Miami because I was I was, when you say sex, I'm thinking Miami or L.A. I, I knew Atlanta was low key, but I didn't know Atlanta was on a P Valley shit. <laughs> Nigga, listen, let me. That's another reason why I'm doing what I'm doing because I don't think, like, I think people, well, the people that live here know, but I don't think a lot of people who don't live here really know how Atlanta truly is. Like, but if you think about the history of like certain things, like we got the strip club, we're the strip club capital of the country. Um, Freak Nick and those kind of things. Like, there's this underground sex culture that definitely is. Um, hey, we remember. Hey, I remember Freak Nick. Family, my family members used to talk about Freak Nick would have traffic backed up on I twenty from Wesley Chapel all the way to downtown because Freak Nick, everybody getting their freak on this stuff. Everybody going crazy, and I think all those motherfuckers are somebody's parents and grandparents now. I'm like, hey, that's some shit. Okay, there's somebody, there's somebody grandma out there. <laughs> somebody grandma out there. I'm like, god damn. You or grandpa. grandma. <laughs> we see where you were going wild and stuff. <laughs> Man, that is that was some crazy shit, some crazy times. Man, could you imagine to be around, be our age during Freak Nick? Man, that would be crazy. Yo, I feel like those were, but those, those were also times like before social media too. So it was like, I feel like people were more in tune with themselves in a sense like they weren't out there trying to protect 
skin, trying to put on and stunt for the cameras and shit like that. People were just really out there just living their best life. So I'm pretty sure it was hella lit. Like, I would definitely wish I could have been around there and then. During those times. Hell yeah, man. I definitely, like, that shit looked like it was hella lit back in the days, man. That Because that shit is just, it's crazy, dog. So talk to the people about the podcast transitioning. Like, how do you know it's time to, you know, evolve and do something different? in your lane and stuff how do you because a lot of people don't know when this they'll keep doing the same thing over and over again like how do you know it's time to evolve and do more i i I knew it was time to evolve and do something different when i just felt that it was time to move on do something different um diary of a mad black man um around the time that i was finishing season six i felt that the number seven was a good number to end with. I began to see myself, like it began to feel like the next chapter was going to be the last chapter. I mean, I just felt it in my spirit. And as I began to really work on my healing as well, began to really see my life actually unfold because um, a lot of what I've done in podcasting has really has truly transformed my life, like in like the real world. I think a lot of times, we think that social media and the internet is something that's like this fictitious space that's out there and it doesn't exist. Um, even though I guess in reality, from a tangible standpoint, it is in that sense, but it's truly changed my lifestyle. Um, as far as like now I have a home studio, um, I only work part-time as far as like a traditional job, you know what I'm saying? The main thing I do is being a podcaster and a creative. So um, it's just now I'm in the space of truly making this shit like my bread and butter for the most part. And just expanding this and doing this more is just the lane that I'm in. That's real. That that's a real lane we would like to get to. You know what I'm saying? I'm still, I'm still, I'm gonna get there one day, but I'm still chasing that lane, you know what I'm saying, to where I could just podcast and not just work work a side job. Um, work a job because when I feel like it, you know, because that's a blessing in itself because some of us still got to go to the 40-hour job with gas prices higher than a kite. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, shit's real out here in these streets. I also sold my car, too. So um, my lifestyle is very, very different now. Just damn, so what you Uber everywhere now? Uber everywhere. I ride scooters. Um, I got these little little lime scooters. I don't know if you've seen those. Or bird scooters. They're everywhere in Atlanta. Um, I usually hop on one of them because I live in mid West Midtown now. So I'm close to every fucking thing. Like... I walk everywhere, so it's very convenient. I very much live an inner city or big city life style for the most Man, part. Man, that, that's the dream lifestyle right there. Not even need a car, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, bro, I'm telling you, like, and like, you know, when I first started diving mad black man, start for I first started the Black Podcast Club, the way my lifestyle is now, I was dreaming of that, dreaming of this that I'm having now. The financial stability, you know, I have my own crib now, no roommates, um, very nice crib. You know, I live in West Midtown, Atlanta. This is the first time since I've lived in Atlanta that I've actually lived in the city, like downtown, midtown area. So um, a lot of the thing, everything that I've done over the past couple of years, as far as my healing, as far as my therapy, as far as podcasting, making money, business moves has propelled me to be here and to do this. And to live this lifestyle that I truly live and I truly enjoy, you know, outside of the internet. And it's fucking dope as shit. So, and that's really what this podcast is going to be more about, too. More about my lifestyle, what I've done. Because you can't, 
and that's the reason why I started too, because I don't want to just talk about fucking. I don't want to be known just for being only fan content creator that fucks on cam. You know what I'm saying? I want to do other shit too. So mm-hmm. that's another reason why. Again, the liquor's flowing. Uh, you see, I got my Jack uh, Jack Daniels <laughs> honey cups. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm rambling. Someone shut the fuck up and wait for your next one. No, question. you good, man. You good. I'm, I'm with the shits, dog. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sitting on this hen, dog. I'm, I'm, I'm with the shit. I'm on the brown. So, hey, I'm, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? You telling your story. You know, it, it's a wonderful thing. You know, it's like, don't ever feel like you're rambling and stuff. Because, hey, you telling the story. It's like, right, it's right, real. Right. You know, it's like, because. Hey, you winning right now. We trying to get there. Some of us are trying to get there. You know, we gonna eventually gonna get there. But you know, facts, facts. But but um, uh, but talk to me about being a, a adult entertainer from a male's point of view because we always see the ladies' point of view. Talk to me coming back at, at at a from a male's point of view because we rarely hear from the male strippers, the men mm. or OnlyFans. Like, what's it like um from coming from a man's point of view being in that kind of life? Wow, listen, you know, so let me back up real quick, Vic. First of all, I got to get your flowers because I appreciate the fuck out of you for putting me on your podcast and giving me a platform even talking about this shit because this is the first time I've ever done it. Another reason why, like I said on Twitter the day, I'm going to take a couple shots before I do this shit. I definitely got to have liquor for to get myself comfortable to do it. Um, not that I need to have liquor to do it, but anyway, um, being an adult entertainer as a male has helped me to see the world differently. Really? It's helped me to, well, I'll say it like this. The perspective that, which I, again, I, I, I'm, I'm a man. I don't know the perspective of a woman for real, but I can only imagine what it's like to navigate the world as a woman. Where, because we live in a patriarchal society and it's like, the man is the dominant one. The female's there, but there's this natural pursuit of women, and you know, just the, the dynamics of like a heterosexual world is where I really what I'm getting at. And heteronormativity, mm-hmm. being an adult entertainer and being a male, especially being a queer, black queer identifying male adult entertainer, um, the attention I get is new. Meaning, like people trying to come at me people want to tell me i'm fine telling them sexy in my dms like sending me money sending me tips like that is new it's kind of like you know how like uh like some female from a female standpoint it was like bad bitch mentality like niggas pay their bills buy them burger bags take them out to eat all that kind of shit like it's an interesting perspective being a male and that's what people are doing for you like they're trying to take you out to eat they're trying to fly you out they're trying to pay your bills and shit so that aspect of being a male adult entertainer is new. It's interesting. Um, I don't want to say it's weird because, I mean, I like gifts. I like people buying me stuff. I like my fucking sending me random cash apps and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. Um, but also from a more artistic standpoint, I think it's pretty dope because I know that there's a lot of stigma that comes with the line of work that I do. There's a lot of stigma that comes with just being an adult entertainer in general. Um, and so with my background and my experience and, you know, the life that I've lived, I'm happy to now be in this space and elevate this space as well. I'm just happy to contribute to it. I'm not trying to, you know, ruffle nobody else's feathers and shit like that. I find that there's a lot of male adult entertainers out there, but I'm happy that I'm able to create my own lane, do my own thing and wear this title and this hat um, proud, proudly and secure the bag while doing it. And it's been one hell of a fucking experience. 
It's allowed me opportunities that have quickly allowed me to travel. Like I said, make money very fast, very quick. Um, and it's changed my lifestyle very quickly. And I know that I've only been doing this like six, seven months now. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like a year, year and a half, two years from now. That's wonderful. Has anybody ever flew you out though? You, you could tell, you could tell us. Yeah. Yeah. And what was that like? Because I know there's a lot of women from a woman's perspective. They're like, they they want to be flewed out, but they don't want to, you know, they don't want to take care of the man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so elaborate on that a little bit. I mean, I, I'm not sure how, how you want me to elaborate on it because there's so many directions I can go with that. Um, but I'll just say that if I get flewed out, I'm getting flewed out for somebody that I really want to chill with, be with. And when I get this, whatever, we're going to kick it. We're going to have a good time. Um, See, I, I like the open-mindedness, you know yeah. what I'm saying, hey, because some people, they're like, oh, fly me out, but they don't know damn well they ain't trying to have nothing go down, you know what I mean? I mean, but at the end of the day, too, like, I think a lot of people fail to realize, like, a plane ticket is like a couple hundred dollars, like, they're really not that expensive, like, I think That's it's true. just the, I think it's the idea of having to leave your home like and go to another place to see somebody that you may not necessarily see all the time this this idea of traveling getting flued out this this that mentality is something what intrigues people but like a, a plane ticket ain't nothing but a couple hundred dollars i mean and to some people coming out might be a lot of money um uh, which i think a lot of money is such a relative term i'm not even getting into that but you know what i mean you get what i'm saying yeah yeah it ain't that much you know but you know do they mean? fly you out and pay for the hotel as well or Cause that, now, that you're talking about some money right there. Now I I'm, I mean I've been flown out I'm I've been flown out twice and you know twice like I said it's only been six months but each time that I got flewed out I personally I booked my own place to stay as well as my own rental car. Um, like when I went I got when I went to Texas, um, I. Stay with the person that flew me out there, but I also stayed there for an extended period of time. So it was like, all right, I'm gonna stay over here for a little minute. I'm going to my Airbnb these days, but I got my rental car the whole time. So I'm wherever I'm in the city. So again, it's just like me personally, I've been having fun. I don't know what these other motherfuckers doing, the other real rules to getting flued out and shit. But when I go, if you fly me out, it's gonna be a good time, good vibes, good energy, and that's what it is. Hey, that's the goal right there. Fly me out. We gonna have a good time no matter what goes down. Fuck it. We fly me out. We having a good time. That's that's some real shit, you know. So what's your advice? I know you have been there long. I know you still a rookie at it, but what's your advice to any men that want to get into the adult entertainment industry? The adult entertainment industry is a multi-billion dollar a year industry. Get in it, find your lane, and secure your bag, bro. That's that, that would be my advice. Um, it's one of those industries that I know for me, um, as I grow in this industry, you're able to really, truly be yourself. Um, I think this idea of professionalism within this industry has, is very liquid in a sense. Um, and so I think it's also an industry where um, anybody can make money and be successful. So you want to join the adult entertainment industry, I would just say do it and don't be afraid to do it. That's real. That's real. Is there anything you wish you would have known before you made this decision to hop in? Um, anything I wish I should. 
the only thing wish I would have known before I started. Um, I would say how comfortable it is or how comfortable I can be doing it. Um, because when I first started, I was super nervous. I was really afraid of what other people were going to think. I was really self-conscious in a sense about how my body looks, about how this is going to look. Um, but now that I've been doing it and I'm so comfortable with it, I realize that people are going to like you for you. Like there's a literally a lane and a market out there for everybody, for all body types, for all sexual identities, for all looks, for all, for anything. You ain't necessarily got to have a, a chiseled hard body, this, none of that, to get into it and, and, and find your lane. You know what I'm saying? It's possible you put the effort in gonna work so that's why i say to anybody that wants to do it just do it and don't be afraid and be you that's real so another thing what are some myths some things that some perceptions you had before getting in that that were you learned that this is not how it is like because i know you had some myths and stuff about the adult entertainment industry it's like then once you got into you're like this is totally not how it is i was dead wrong about this um so there's a couple things that i've like missed that have been like debunked or things that i've just discovered about the adult entertainment industry a lot of people the way they look on camera is not how they are in real life like and i know that that's true in like a lot of realms but like in even in like as far as like sex and adult work sex and sex workers people who do only fans and shit like you'll look you'll see a nigga on camera and you'll think that this nigga just looks big as fuck, like they're huge, they're tall. And you meet him, you be like, nigga, you like five, six. What the fuck? Damn. So it's, like, so it's like, I mean, it's just the reality that you realize, I realize that these are really just people. Like, it's not that, and I know it sounds weird. It might sound kind of cliche. I don't know. I'm not even sure how that sounds. But I, for me personally, I've discovered that these are really just people that have decided to do this. Just like there's different people that work at a supermarket even people that work at like a grocery store or, you know, they're teachers, doctors, lawyers, whatever the fuck it is. Same thing in the adult entertainment industry. There's a variety of people, a variety of people from all different walks of life with different perspectives. Um, and it's dope. And I, and, I, and I enjoy being a part of it. That's real. And I'm, I'm happy you enjoy being a part of it. And I enjoy talking to people a part of it, as you could tell, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely a definitely different kind of lifestyle. Um, Definitely a different level of freedom that I have um, as far as just being myself and it, and it kind of spills over into like how I carry myself in public. Like it's, I, the best way I can say it is it's just a new level of freedom, bro. Like for, yes. for me personally, it's a new level of freedom. And like I said, it's really come from my own healing journey from learning to accept and love who I am, embrace who I am, be my truth and be my true, most authentic self show up as myself wherever I am and just be me, bro. Like that, that's really what it's helped me to do. And that's one of the things that I love the most about being an adult entertainer is that it allows myself to be myself in all realms of life, especially in the lane that I do use to make my money. 
That's real, and that's why I respect the hell out of it. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Look and Talk. Pour it up if you haven't done so already. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to both platforms if you haven't done so already. Tap in because both platforms are taking over for the 22 and the 23 in this thing. <laughs> now, you know June is Pride Month. Now, what are your thoughts about Pride Month? And you see all these companies um, got the rainbow colors. They going hard for this month. But in reality, it's like they sometimes they can come off as we don't give a shit about y'all. I mean, so my thoughts are gonna be very, and I'm gonna just say it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, I, I really. So for me personally, I don't watch the news like that no more. I don't give a fuck about what any of these major corporations are doing, how they moving, what they doing, because everybody's doing the same fucking thing, securing the bag. These companies are making all this pride shit because they want to do what? They want to make money. Just like everybody and most of the people on the face of this earth, what do they want to do? They want to make money because money is a good thing to have to help you live a different type of lifestyle. It helps you move, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, I personally don't really have an opinion on what these companies are doing, um, nor do I really have a strong opinion on Pride Month because this is the first month that I really like celebrated pride like i made a post on my facebook which i don't even be on my facebook like that but i made a post on my facebook the other day just saying that i'm not gay identify as queer um so that was kind of important for me to do i guess i could say um it felt good to do that um because i don't like a lot of people may see me they may even see the content that i make there like oh he's gay and that's not the case like i identify as queer um simply because all these identity all these identities i don't want to just be put into a box with these niggas i don't want to be just put into a bisexual box either um but there's so many different identities that are out here so that's why i just choose queer because that's just where i'm at in my life right now and pride month i feel like it's important because it's a way to allow people to express themselves to live their truth to be their truth to be celebrated um it's also at the same time, again, it's something that's new for me. So I don't really have super strong opinions about it um, yet because as people will know who listen to my podcast or listen to my journey, like being out and open and transparent with my sexuality and saying that I'm black, queer, identifying man, like this is, this is, this shit's new for me. You know what I'm saying? Like in the past, like six, seven months, I've never been this kind of guy who celebrated Pride Month. It was never like a big deal to me. So um, I think a lot of times as people who are somewhere on the spectrum, it, it really depends on, on your experiences. Some people, they, they feel very comfortable in their sexuality, they live their truth their whole entire life. Me, I'm just now coming into it. So Pride Month right now is like, like I said, I don't have super strong opinions about it, but you know, two, three years from now, that may change. But that's just kind of where I'm at on my journey. So yeah. that's how I feel about it. Now, that, that part I understand. My only feeling is I feel like people, they should feel this strongly 365 days out of the year. That's my one take on this. Like, people need to feel this way 365 days out of the year. You need to be comfortable in your truth and comfortable where you at 365 days out of the year. Because you have people like me that don't give a fuck. And it's like, if you who you are, be who you are. I want you to be that. You know what I'm saying? Because we can impact each other. We can help each other out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one of these straight black men who are like, oh my God, I don't want to be with a queer. No, fuck that shit. Bring them on. You know what I'm saying? Queers, gays, whatever the hell you are, bring them on. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't mean you talked about this um, 
a couple months ago. I think me and you had talked about this, how that's a secret bond that us black men don't really, that black men don't tap into, which is straight black men and gay black men, queer black men, you know? So I know me and you said that, hey, that's mm-hmm. a bond. That's a money-making bond that we need to tap into. Yeah, definitely a money-making bond that we could tap into because we are all technically a part of the same community, which is the black community. And I find that there's a lot of divisiveness or that's the right word. Sorry. They could talk yeah, podcasts, got a couple of shots in. Yes, but there's that, a lot of like, right like separation. Is that the right? Okay, divisiveness between us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, damn, that was the liquor trying to tell me I was wrong. That's about a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. But no, um, but yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like it's it's just time for just just let niggas be niggas, whether you a gay nigga, straight nigga, bi nigga, whatever. Just let niggas be niggas. Like, I think that's the best way I can say it to like really just keep it real, keep it a band. Like, nobody gives a fuck, bro. Just be you and live Please. your truth. Nobody gives a fuck. We all out here trying to secure the bag, and we're also out here trying to secure bonds and stuff. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to have them lifelong bonds that sometimes it's helpful as a black man to have another black end to check in with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, be like, hey, exactly. be everything good because you know, you know, from a suicidal stamp, having you know what I'm saying, going through mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes it, it meant some having somebody to check on you, whether it's oh, yeah, a definitely. man or a woman. You know, so you know, it's like, no, fuck this shit. It's just. Right. The, the idea, of, the idea of true brotherhood is there and it exists. And that's something I've been able to find in podcasting with a lot of the pod family. Um, I'm a shout out to everybody at the Black Podcast Club. You know, my homeboy, Will, you know, Marco, you, you know, all these guys that I've been able to meet that are just dope individuals. And they allow me to just be myself. And again, this is all new to me. Like in the past couple of years is meeting dudes. They're like, bro, I don't give a fuck. Like, and then. You just be cool with these niggas. And it's so, again, this is all new, something new that I'm experiencing. And I'm just happy to have a platform to be able to talk about these experiences and share with other people to encourage other men, other black men, however you identify to just be yourself, live your truth, find a way to secure a bag, get multiple streams of income so you can take care of yourself, your family, your friends, and live a good lifestyle. Yes, that's that. That's that's the ultimate goal, you know what I'm saying? And you because you can, as you can see right now, you can't count on investing anything because. All the fucking markets are crashing and stuff. So you got to find a way to go get your damn bag. By yourself. Exactly. Like I just, I've grown to a space in life where I'm not dependent on my direct deposit every Friday. That's like, do, like, do, like, do I depend on it? Yes. But do I really truly depend on it for my survival on the face of this earth? Absolutely not. And you never want to have one source of income as dependent on your whole survival on the face of this earth. Because as you were just saying, as we've all just experienced, one small swift shift change whatever and you're fucked yes you're definitely fucked on that ladies and gentlemen this is look and talk now this episode is dropping before father's day any message you want to say to the father figure or your father do you want to say anything to any father figure you may have had um it's crazy because i'm trying to think of a father figure i've had um i don't know no not really <laughs> I hold you like um yeah I feel it you know what I'm saying because not too many father figures were there to my biological dad I fucking forgive you you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying I forgive you for the years you weren't there you know what I'm saying I'm not I'm not mad at you I've never been mad with you you know um to my to one of my uncles I do thank you for being that father figure in spite of my mom 
mama, I forgive you for all the sorry ass men you put in my life, you know. So hey, hey, she, she knew they was sorry. You you know, you know a parent fucked up when they tell you, hey, I fucked up. And then mm-hmm. also, another thing I learned is tell my people out there, I'm gonna stand on this. Don't be trying to find your spouse in the church because my mom told me how all her little church friends, they all are divorced today. I'm like, damn. I'm dead. All of their asses are divorced today? God damn. <laughs> That's crazy, though. But, bro, how do you feel about Juneteenth? Because Father's Day and Juneteenth land on the same goddamn day. And, and the one thing I hate about it is these damn corporations trying to make money off of it. I'm like, why the fuck y'all trying to make money off of it? This is a black thing. It only got passed in 2021, you know. Right. Um, honestly, I think um I think I'm sorry, I should have silenced my phone. Anyway, um I like Juneteenth because I like that a lot of black people are starting to get more in tune with the true history of this country, of who we are as a people. Um, I think it's another time and opportunity for us to come together and just celebrate and enjoy life, enjoy where we are as a people, uh, where we are in this generation at this point in time, in this era that we live in. It's a very special and unique time. So I think this weekend for Juneteenth, I'm definitely trying to have some barbecue somewhere and just live life and enjoy. You know what I'm saying? I really try not to get caught up in woke culture anymore like don't do this don't do that you know this means this this means that symbolic to this and they used to do this and i'm just like you know whatever i just want to live my life i ain't trying to hurt nobody shit I'm trying them, to do me. listen them woke people say that on social media but in real life they out there living life you know what i'm saying don't right because know. half because half the people that's gonna be celebrating juneteenth also gonna be celebrating the fourth of july like let's just keep it a bean that's yeah, let's, let's keep it real. And, you know, even though 4th of July do land on a Monday this year, so, you know, I don't know anybody cooking out on a Monday, but, hey, I'm But niggas sure going to be off work. Mm-hmm. And niggas going to be somewhere at a barbecue. Hell, yeah. That, that's that's the effects. But, hey, I will be sliding to one of these Juneteenth events, you know what I'm saying? I figure out where the hell they at, you know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to slide to one or two of them, you know. But will I be barbecuing on 4th of July? No, my ass might be sleeping because... Two jobs and a podcast, yeah, a nigga. It's a lot. Yes, yes. So what you got planned for the rest of the year? You got any more surprise droppings you're going to do? Any surprise bomb shows you got coming up? or Um, Nothing I can speak on right now. Um, Like I said, I am in conversations with um, some people that actually you know them um, coming together and, like I said, launching a third podcast. Um, it's too early to really speak on exactly what it may or may not be, but I think it's going to be really dope and it'd be a good collaborative effort to bring into the podcast space, especially as black creatives and podcasters. So um, other than that, um, get to follow me um, anywhere. You can find me on, on the social media world, the pod father, um, Giovanni, Poppy Gio. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know if you're wrapping up, but. Yeah. <laughs> you good, you good. <laughs> I don't know why I just went to like the conclusion. Like, yeah, I know we can follow me. I got, I got no every podcaster does that thing. Listen, I do that sometimes too. I'm guilty of it as well. You know, you know what's funny is you talk about that podcast right now. I'll make a bold prediction that you're probably gonna wind up on season five of Liquor Talk. You know what I'm saying? You're probably gonna wind up on season five of Liquor Talk with this damn group. Talk about whatever this damn podcast is, because you know, my brother, you are Liquor Talk royalty. So hey, that being Liquor Talk royalty, you know you're welcome to whenever. But lastly, 
why do people need to tap in with the Paducey podcast? Why the hell people need to tap in with you on you on another level other than Diary of Mad Black Man, which we're used to? Well, I mean, honestly, the Paducey podcast is a new level of healing, a new level of truth, a new level of honesty, a new level of transparency, a new level of vulnerability. Um, there's a lot of conversations that are going to be had on this podcast. There's a lot of different perspectives that are going to be brought to this podcast, um, especially from a mental health t- standpoint as well. Um, but also from an adult entertainment, from a sex worker, sex industry worker standpoint as well. Um, breaking down a lot of, well, I don't say breaking down. I'll just say having conversations about a lot of taboo, um, serious topics in a very fun, exciting and engaging way. So people should definitely just tap in. Like it's just going to be, a dope show. Um, everything is not going to be all about sex and fucking, but there's going to be a lot of sex and fucking on the show. A lot of freak shit, you know, we grown, we, we grown as fuck, you know what I'm saying? So it's definitely a show for the grown folks, as I say, as I often say, for the grown freaks. So, um, yeah, it's it's more than one reason to tap in. The Padusi Podcast, you can check out PadusiPodcast.com. You can follow me, Giovanni.com. That's my stage name. Um, the Podfather, Giovanni on Instagram. Um, I'm out here. I'm not hiding. Yes, I know you're not hiding. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you for coming on Look and Talk. And like I told you before, I'm ready. I'm ready and I'm more than ready to get on one of your podcasts. It is. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But like I tell everybody, I might be in Florida, but I'm just a DM away. I'm ready to work. You know what I'm saying? So ready to do this thing. But I thank you for blessing the Look and Talk with your presence. You know what I'm saying? You'd have been on season two, season three, season four. Thank you, man, because it is Very hard welcome. out here to get people to come on your podcast. You know this shit. You know how hard it listen, is to listen. schedule people and stuff. You know how hard it is, man. It gets real sometimes. Trust me, I know. So I'm um, definitely happy to be here. I appreciate you having me. Appreciate you being somebody that's part of my pod fam, somebody that I've met in the podcast space. is just dope as fuck. They're still at it, still with it. And just trying to do dope, great things, being a creative and trying to create the lifestyle. Um that we want to live and that's where i'm in the process of actually doing so appreciate yeah. you having me and looking forward to coming back in the future again so yeah i'm bigger and better shit. and i appreciate you to listen out there for listening to this episode look talk i appreciate if you didn't listen to both episodes that dropped this week because we are in the fourth quarter of the look and talk season <laughs> season four is winding up ladies and gentlemen there are only two episodes left just two episodes left in season four of look and talk so go ahead and tell a friend to tap in. Pour up and tap in, ladies and gentlemen. You already know where you can find it. You know what, Brad? Tell, tell people where they can find you at, too. Um, Again, uh, podcast.com, Giovanni.com. That's G-I-O-V-X-A-N-E-E.com. Um, and my links to all my socials and everything I do is on both those websites. So, And DiaryMadBlackMan.com. Check that out, too. Yes, go ahead and tap in with them as well. And all my podcasts out there, please tap in with the Black Podcast Club. Your boy will be making. Oh yeah, the BlackPodcastClub.com too. Um, that yeah. one too. For your boy, so. your boy, finna be coming back up in that thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, yes. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, be easy. No matter what you're going through, remember to pour it up and keep it moving. Thank you all for tuning in to Look at Talk. Until the next Peace. time, we out this motherfucker. Good night. <laughs>